Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight we discuss season two, episode three, Alternative Lifestyles. I'm Brian. I'm John. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. How's it going, boys? Good. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Hey, Chris is enthused. I am. Did you know the guy who was a president of the WB when Dawson's Creek was created? He was also the guy who was president of uh, Fox when The Simpsons was created. Really? And he's also responsible for the cancellation of Animaniacs. I'm not sure how I feel about that, man. When you have a uh, career that is that, you know, long and varied, you're going to make good decisions. You're going to make bad decisions. He canceled Animaniacs. It's uh, it's not the dumbest thing a frog could do. I wasn't a big fan. You don't like Animaniacs? I liked it all right, but it's like, it wasn't my f- favorite. Right. Did you like like Tiny Tunes? We're tiny, we're tuny, we're all a little Yeah, exactly. So yes, the answer is yes. I mean, I like Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain was good. That's on the Animaniacs, right? Yeah. They later had their own show. Oh, they did? Yeah, which wasn't as good. Pinky and the Brain works in that eight, nine minute segment chunk that it was on the Animaniacs when it was just like a half an hour of, I'm an idiot. Oh, no. And then, hello, Pinky. Then a musical number, usually at least once an episode. All right. Like the Walkman come in and play? Like on the OC? No, like the Flaming Lips in that episode of uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Or the Violent Femmes in that episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes, like all of those. Can't think of one, damn. Oh, Blues Traveler on Roseanne. (laughs) 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 Ten minutes in, do you want to start the podcast? Wait, that wasn't us starting the podcast. John, you want to bring us in? Uh, So the the cold open begins with uh, the ladder uh, ceremoniously coming down off the roof. Yeah, Mitch knows what he saw last week, and he's not going to be a party to it. And all of a sudden, like, Mitch kind of just wakes up and, like, starts parenting again there, doesn't he? Yeah, I think Mitch realized that maybe his free-willing sex life might have had negative consequences on uh, Dawson. And that his sort of uh, laissez-faire attitude to parenting over the last several months has led to uh, some open fornication from his nerdy son. Though it does seem weird that up to this point, they never had an issue with Joey spending the night. They've been, you know, pubescent for a few years. I think at the very least, Mitch is just like, nah, not, not, not Dawson and Joey. It's, uh, it's not happening. And then, like when he walks in, when he walks in on it, Mitch is a shitty parent, and he hasn't really cared to tell recently. Yeah, he, he and Gail have been mid. Like, what's our relationship about? Meanwhile, yeah, but what about uh, the uh, his... previous couple years? <laughs> Dawson's got one over on Mitch this time. I don't know, man. Dawson's being a real dick here. Mitch is being pretty. Mitch is being pretty cool about this whole thing. Uh, I feel like I get my parents have been fucking in front of me for like fifteen years, and like have always been this like free loving, free spirit, free love kind of thing. And like we could talk about sex and everything, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to him, it's like pretty hypocritical. Yeah, and I think he kind of makes a comment about, like, why do you want to be parent now? Right. I also get where John where John's coming from with the, he's kind of being a dick. Like, uh, the tone of all of Dawson's interactions with Mitch in this episode are kind of like, I'm a step ahead of you with my verbal dexterity, asshole. Look at me talk around all the things you're saying. My dad wouldn't have stood for this, man. He would have gotten ugly. <laughs> Did he hit you? Spanked me, you know, but not like hit me. <laughs> Why doesn't this conversation like make Dawson uncomfortable at all? It's so un- it's like such a, like, a weird, uncomfortable thing to like have to talk to your parents about. And then he's just like, no, because he's been watching his parents have sex for like ever. Sex is just like always in his house that and he feels like he has the upper hand their fear is he's ha- gonna have sex yeah and he's not fucking Dawson's like that's not what I'm about I'm not saying I'm not gonna fuck but like I'm not gonna fuck irresponsibly I'm smarter than that I'm just in the, like the 
the touching titties phase right now. Like, <laughs> and you're kind, you're coming at me like I'm about to put a baby in her, and it's like that's that's not where that's not where I'm at. You're you're so he gets to like he gets to play the you're overreacting uh, card like accurately. Yeah, Mitch is overreacting. Really, you think so? Yeah, he's allowed a girl to sleep in Dawson's bed for 15 years. Yeah, but like, I mean, in all fairness, now he's like, as gro- as Chris so eloquently puts it, is touching titties. So uh, she can't do that anymore, and he recognizes that. I mean, like, that's that's pretty sharp. No, Dawson is smarter than... Touching titties and skateboarding are not crimes. Yeah, they're not crimes. And like, you're, you can't stop him from touching her titties. <laughs> like... <laughs> Which he might as well have said in the beginning. He's just like, listen, you can't stop me from touching her titties. That's what his point is. It's like, what everything you're doing is not going to stop whatever from happening because you guys are such terrible parents and are in a midst of a divorce that like, I pretty much, you have left me in this house for what seems like weeks at a time without parental <laughs> supervision. Yeah. I'm not even a latchkey kid because you didn't lock the fucking door. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like TSA security. It looks like security, but it doesn't really stop anything. No, it, no matter how many times that uh, someone with a blank stare yells at you <laughs> to uh, take your shoes off, like you're not going to, you, you know, you're not keeping a uh, plane from blowing up. It just seems like you yeah, are. Yeah, like what he should be doing is sitting Dawson down and being like, here's a box of condoms. Here's a morning after pill. Take, taking the taking the uh, ladder down is the, hey, your laptop has to be in a separate uh, uh, been from your bag of parenting. Yeah, it's like, you know, putting the computer in the living room so, like, Chris can't jack off. He still could. Oh, wait till y'all go. Y'all fall asleep. Y'all sleep hard. Y'all make noise when you wake up. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> they hear that. <laughs> Chris is jacking off again. Maybe he's doing homework. It's 11 30. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Joey being frazzled in the morning. Yeah. A classic morning at the Potter house. Do we know where Bodie is? That's a good question. No, we don't know where Bodie is. I assume probably like already at the ice house, like maybe he opens up or something. But yeah, like there's no, there's no uh, there hasn't been like a uh, like a headcount thing with where Bodie is. I love the uh, weird shaky camera angles that are going on in this scene. It's like, oh, it's fucking chaos in the Potter household today. It's all cutting real fast and panning behind each panning behind the two of them. Little Paul Greengrass uh, born identity shit. And then we cut back to morning at the Leary's. We, we kind of skipped over the part where um health inspector. Oh yeah, Bessie wants is like Joey to go run by the restaurant to go like make sure everything's like vaguely clean. It's like here's the thing about the ice house. It's either packed and full of people, right? Or it's like closing time and a and Pacey's walking in looking for like free coke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's back at the Leary house and Dawson's telling Mitch, "Didn't you run around and?" fool around with girls when you were 15 and this is also like bad parenting he's like yeah that's the fun dawson is to try to not get caught and it's like wait are you setting this up as like a way to dawson to have better sex yeah this is like a weird it's like weird exciting incentives <laughs> yeah it's like mitch you're a shit parent no man the cool part of doing drugs is not getting caught by your parents bro yeah it's like what are you my buddy right now like what's your goal here mitch wants to be the friend but he also wants to be the parent you can only get to be one because then your your kid doesn't respect you well i think part of it is the fact that like because of mitch and gail's marriage issues i don't think they're bouncing parent shit off of each other as much as they would be so i think mitch is just sort of uh improvising a little more and it's not going well. I also think, like, Mitch is probably, like, a dumb jock. Yeah, Mitch is probably an idiot. Yeah, like, he's he was probably a dumb jock. 
and he's an idiot and he's a dumb parent and, he's a, and without talking and to Gail he's a dumb old jock <laughs> yeah. now well we've met what, what we've met one of Mitch's friends and he's like <laughs> a, real dirt a weird bag. dumb dirt ball <laughs> so it's like oh this is the du- these are the peeps that they roll with I, I like how he then keep uh, bottles of Rolling Rocky in his frozen oyster bucket. And Dawson's right. It's when he sh- it's it's when he pokes holes in all of his nonsense that like Mitch uh, reverts to do what I say. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be hard when you're a dumb jock and you have like a kid who's not a dumb jock. Right. Try to outsmart that kid. Right. It's not happening, Mitch. But uh, Gail here gives uh Mitch some sass. A little attitude. It says that uh, Dawson gets his sexual impulses from Mitch. She's uh, not happy about the uh, whole open marriage suggestion. In the previous episode, she just played kind of surprised. But yeah, she's definitely come down on the side of, ah, I don't like this. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't Mitch say he doesn't want to do it either again at this point? Kind of, well, he doesn't. He, he says it's not because I want to fuck a bunch of other ladies it's yeah. to save our marriage but he still hasn't quite figured out how to like he doesn't know how why one plus it's gonna one help equals them. two that's the thing he, yeah exactly he knows that they need to do something different and the only advice he's gotten is from this dirtbag friend who's like hey man open marriage save my marriage yeah like if mitch had fucking two friends instead of just one <laughs> friend he'd maybe have one other person to bounce it off of who would be like open open marriage who told you that ted Ted's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Here's what you do: divorce. Get the fuck out. Yeah, Ted's got a 45 year old man with a with a earring. Yeah, with an earring and his fucking uh, his fucking rolling rock bucket. <laughs> That's the dude you're taking fucking marriage advice yeah. from. Yeah. Mitch, you dumb jock. <laughs> yeah, it's like go to Wooderson for marriage counseling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, I get older, they say the same age is not a motto for a uh, long-lasting marriage. We cut to the school. Jen and Abby Morgan. Mm. Mm, scheming. Plotting and scheming. Remember that minute last in the last season where you were like, all about Abby? Yeah. Both of you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on the other side of that. I don't like Abby. But I was the one who did say that I don't like Abby. I officially said Abby Morgan was my least favorite character on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, you liked her for a minute last season, but you were on record as disliking her fully. I had not crossed that bridge yet, but three episodes into the second season and yeah, fuck Abby Morgan. I will say this about Abby Morgan and Jen, though. They are the first female friendship that isn't rooted in competition. Right. They only talk about boys, but... It's a rooting interest. Right. Not a competition. Sure. Right. I don't know. That's why Abby's friends with Jen. It's competition. No, I think Abby's initially is friends with Jen because of she wanted to live vicariously through this like New York bad girl and hear her stories. Yeah. But I think Abby does care about Jen. The problem with Abby is that she may care about Jen, but the only strategies she has to deal with people are destructive. So all the advice that she gives Jen is bad advice. Yeah, it may be intended to work, but the only way she thinks about stuff makes it inherently destructive. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, do this and not going to fucking work. It's the female equivalent of Pacey's advice, though. Right. <laughs> like Pacey, all of Pacey's advice to Dawson are also just terrible. Right. At least Pacey's is not malicious at the same time. Abby's not trying to be malicious. I think really she's just a malicious person. She doesn't want Jen to be upset. She just thinks she like, Dawson to be upset. Well, yeah, she does like anybody, <laughs> especially yeah, well, Dawson. It's, it's the 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 question becomes is like how much of her uh, how much of her advice is with the intention of making Jen happy 
and how much of it is with the intention of making Dawson and Joey miserable. She just likes to watch the world burn, right? But her friend came up to her and was like, hey, I want that boy. And she's like, well, then you got to break those two up because they're together. That's just logic. Sure. <laughs> That's just mathematics. If you two people are together and you want one of those, you have to break them up. She doesn't give a fuck about Dawson and Joey. Or convince the, uh, convince the two of them to for an open relationship. But yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the two of them together. I don't like the way she gets Jen thinking. I do not like it. And she has the worst taste in both. Yeah, those two dudes. Yeah. She just likes bomb dudes, man. Like Abby doesn't Ab- Abby doesn't need to be mentally stimulated. She's just trying to get like physically stimulated, you know what I'm saying? Pacey and Andy in the hallway. And Andy's freaking out because she didn't do the reading. I had a pair of pants just like Pacey's. The lube for the hammer for your working. We all had carpenter pants. <laughs> Man, I wish there was a website that just documented all of Pacey's shirts. There's got to be <laughs> hundreds of them, right? Dude, I'm going to go back and do it. Just screen grab of every shirt. I love it. Andy's upset because she hasn't done the reading. And she's asking Pacey if uh, she can like take a look at his notes. And Pacey's like, ah, ah. <laughs> Which is adorable. <laughs> you idiot. She's new, guys. Be nice. It's like you want a random student from Cape Side to like lean in, just like you want to borrow his notes. She is totally freaking out and thinks like her life's gonna be completely ruined because of this one incident. And Pacey's sure. like, "Bitch, you rich. Rich people don't fail. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine because you're rich, which is not untrue." So you get to the next scene in class, like after Pacey has been. Uh, Andy has been freaking out about choking. She does choke when asked a question about micro versus macroeconomics. Whether or not she knows that, the thing that irks me about it is that, like, and it's the last, like, the last question of class. If you're like, I don't know if you were like me, who was very much a Pacey, where I uh, used a lot of uh, in-class discussion and context clues to put together uh, information on the reading I didn't do. Listen, and if that's like the fi- that's like the final question. Andy, you should have been smart enough to put together enough information to be able to wing the difference between micro and macroeconomics. But maybe she's had anxiety this whole class, though. It hasn't been paying attention. You know, I guess this is your maiden voyage and being a fuck up in class. You wouldn't, you know, automatically know to do that. Yeah. That's uh, that's veteran. That's veteran. Yeah, shit. You, had, you know, 15 years of being a fuck up to uh, be like, man, I might not have done the reading, but I should at least listen to the lecture. Oh, uh, I'll listen to the lecture and I can fudge my, I can probably fudge my way through any questions that come my way. Yeah. But to yep. be fair, you were also talking a lot of times in class, so you might have missed some stuff and somebody would have asked you a question and maybe you would have known the answer. Yeah, but like, and especially in economics, yeah, like, especially, uh, like you didn't pay attention at all in that class. No. Yeah. That, well, it, it doesn't help when the teacher doesn't know fucking anything either. What did he coach? football Four sheet. <laughs> okay but he wasn't even like a head coach he was just like he was the like defensive coordinator or whatever this man told chris grow to shut up stop talking and chris continued to talk and then <laughs> he told chris to at least stop talking when i tell you to stop talking god damn it you're the worst student i've ever had to be fair he did not tell me to my face that i was the worst student he'd ever had he told uh students in a different <laughs> class that i was the worst student he'd ever had what an honor anyhow after this a uh, vigorous round of uh, Q and a on the uh key terms of the chapter this fucking hippie teacher with the ponytail makes them play the uh first off fuck all group projects secondly there is nothing educational about this. I disagree. I don't know. Some of these kids Which aren't going to go to college. They, they need a little bit of how to how to budget. Yeah, learn how to fucking budget yeah. something. It's probably That's like something. way more useful than like anything else you're going to learn in e- econ. He even says that in the last uh, scene where he's like, unlike some things you learn in school, this can be directly applied to your life. Yeah. Which is a little bit of uh, you know way to pat yourself on the back there, teach. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I 
the one the thing that I noticed is like, man, must be nice to have a class uh, that's like twelve people large. I had a class that was less than that. Really, in high school, AP French. Yeah, but this is, this appears to be basic economics. You figure there'd be more than oh, like man, this is this is honors. Hey, in the honors class. Hey, Chris was in an honors class. I was an AP econ. See, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take the test. Uh, with, withdrawn. <laughs> Each student. Save for Joey gets paired up in uh, to a particular partner structure, which is a terrible educational practice. But, uh, you know, talk about singling another kid out. But it's like a gift in disguise, though, you know, especially those two dudes ballsy on the creeks part, making those two dudes uh, be a gay couple. And they're not having it. They did. They did look irritated. And everybody gets magically paired up with the person who would create the most amount of drama for the television show. And Abby immediately shows how terrible of a person she is by uh, putting down our friend Kenny here. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she's on some fuck you tubby shit. Yeah, and he knows all about econ, too. Yeah, after uh, Andy fumbles it, our boy Kenny here has the perfect answer for the difference between micro and macroeconomics. It's like he's the one person you want to be paired up with. Yeah, this is your dude right here. Yeah, Yeah, but she just knows that she'll be shitty and he'll do the work for her. So this is why Joey wins. But she's upset. She shouldn't be upset. She'd be like, awesome. This guy's going to do all the work. I just have to show up. But she's like, I can't even be next to this fat motherfucker. She can't even be strategically nice. Yeah. Because she's like a dumb chick. She just wants that, like, you know, dumb hot guys. And we just met Kenny and I'm already, I already feel bad for him. Yeah. This, the way she's being, the way he's being treated. If I was Eddie, I'd be upset too. Pacey has showed us he is the worst group partner. Yeah. The, I, I heard of, I heard about you in group projects. He's going to try to look at you naked. He's going to try to look at your titties. And then he's going <laughs> to kill gonna... whatever your project is. Dawson and Jen are paired up. Ooh. So yeah, Jen and the Doster get paired up. And then Joey gets to be a single mother. With two children. A successful single mother. So we get to the next scene where Dawson and Joey are uh, discussing the ins and outs of their respective projects. Joey's giving her all the uh, future existential woes and whatnot. Yeah, and she just thinks the project's going to depress her because she's not ready to think about her future and she doesn't really think she has one. Yipes. Yeah, that's some real shit. I was hoping she'd get all the way to, fuck, I should have gone to France. (laughs) (laughs) Jen and Abby walk in. Well, I I like the hard cut here, too. Like, it's the entrance right, right right before it cuts to a commercial. And she's just like standing in the doorway right there. It's not a hard cut. It's a fade. Fade. Well, still. Hard fade. Hard fade. Jen is not happy to see Dawson and Joey just being so lovey-dovey. I mean, I know, but it's like, Jen, this is uh, this is what it looks like. This is what it's going to look like. Yeah, but she wants the dude back. Yeah, it turns out. She wants the D. This is probably a patently obvious thing to say, but she wouldn't want him nearly as much if fucking Abby Morgan wasn't in her ear being like, yeah, you want it back, don't you? No, that's Do not it. what. No, no, she doesn't no, like it. No, she she's, doesn't yeah, like she's Dawson. always talking him her out of. She's like, "Why do you care about Dawson? He sucks." <laughs> Kenny comes up and uh, is like, "Hey, Abby, maybe we should uh, talk about our assignment." And Abby's a total bitch to him. I do like that. Like, mad respect to Kenny because, like, he basically gets uh, the Heisman from her in class and decides to. You know what? I'm gonna let that one go, and I'm gonna try to be cordial <laughs> in this first meeting. And. Sometimes bullied kids just, they don't know when to stop, you know? Yeah, he's just used to it. He's like, I'll give her one more. I'll give her one more shot. Here we go. And it does not go well for Ken. Have you guys ever seen the uh, documentary Bully? Yes, I have. I've not. There's that one scene where his mom's like, oh, why don't you just stop hanging out around them? They're not your friends. And he's like, well, if they're not my friends, I don't have any friends. Yep. It's Kenny right here. That's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. That's that's Chris Groh in seventh grade. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Except I didn't have the presence of mind to be like, hey, I'm being bullied. (laughs) (laughs) It's only it's only in fucking hindsight where you're just like, oh, no. 
Well, to be fair, you didn't have a camera crew follow you around making a TV show called Bully. Yeah, could have helped. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Why are these guys making this thing called Bully following me around? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Am I bullying these guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I say mean things to them sometimes, but most of the time I'm really cool to them. Like, most of the time, I would say, if anything, that they're bullying m- me. <laughs> What? Uh, it gets better. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Documentary crews. 20 years ago. Yeah, shapes everything I do and everything I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mo- moving on. All right. So uh, we cut to the ice house. Uh, it's a beautiful sunset in Cape Side. I like the bridge in the background. Yeah. It's picturesque. Yeah. Delaware Bridge. Yeah, picturesque. Delaware Bridge. I don't know what bridge it is. That's the Empire Records Bridge. Speaking of Empire Records, but not directly. There was a Harvey Danger song in this episode that was cut out. Bumps me out. Which song? The song. Flagpole City. Ugh. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Brian, you like that song, right? Uh, What song? You know, know, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in in hell. hell. Paranoia, paranoia, paranoia. (laughs) Everybody's good. Yeah. Uh, Um, I, I don't know if I like it. I'd be like, I like haven't listened to it in like fifteen years yeah. or twenty two years. Pro- two, I don't know how long. Yeah, that's two problems I with that song. Anyhow, we're back at the ice house. Uh, Jack doesn't know how to mop. Yeah. Well, he had never washed dishes previously, and so now he has never mopped a thing. Well, I guess it makes sense. He is from a rich family, so why would he mop? Although his first his first uh, hunch on how to mop appears to have been pour water all over the place and then mop that. Uh, it also works though. Sure. Yeah. You get the mop wet, you get the floor wet. Well, what's the matter? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Joey's up his ass about it. It's like, this is one way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Jack just doesn't know enough to defend himself as to like, you know, this is another way you can do it. This isn't like a wrong way to mop. (laughs) It's an unorthodox way to mop. You don't want to argue with Joey. She's the boss, basically. You know, her family owns it and uh, she's super abrasive and mean. (laughs) Like, she's kind (laughs) of scary. (laughs) Like, she just is always yelling at him. Yeah, literally, as far as we know, we've never seen Joey be nice in front of Jack. (laughs) Or to Jack. Or to someone that Jack happens to be standing near. Yeah, so, like, I could see him being just like, I'm scared of that girl. All right, I'll mop however you're supposed to mop. And I don't know how to mop, so she could be right for all I know. (laughs) Joey is being a real bitch to Bessie here. This is, like, really fucked up what she says to her. Wait, yeah, what 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 does she say to her? Bessie's like, oh, you know, like, I'm a mother. I could help you oh, like, yeah, yeah, with yeah, your yeah. project. And Joey's like, no, I'm supposed to be successful. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, fu- fuck me, run. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> our mom died, and then our dad is in jail, and then I have to take responsibility for you in this restaurant. We are standing in our restaurant, by the way. I mean, that's that's a success of a kind, you little butt fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. real yep. mean. <laughs> real mean. Not cool, Joey. Not cool, Joey, at all. Sucks, man. You think, you think uh, Mr. Potter would have left behind some, like, uh, getaway money or something, you know? No, man, they confiscated that shit. No, nah, like, under the doghouse in America gangster like a go bag yeah there's always money in the ice house <laughs> oh lemonade stand yeah banana stand. No, <laughs> banana stand banana stand lemonade i don't know banana hammock that's a friend's reference what banana hammock princess consuela banana hammock <laughs> yeah phoebe changes the her fuck? name <laughs> paul red says don't you, you know what a banana, well, a banana hammock is right you guys are adorable well you're the one making these references <laughs> turns out didn't even know yeah it's like uh when you're like young and you watch the simpsons and you laugh but you don't know what you're laughing at but you know just the way the tone yeah. is it's you know that there's a joke there yeah, yeah. 
For sure. I was listening to some podcast and somebody was like, oh, my whatever as a teacher. And kids are always like, why do I need to learn this? And she was like, so then you can understand the jokes. That's a good way to sell people on learning yeah, stuff. Because if you're just laughing and hoping that, you know, people aren't like, what are you laughing at? I had a quote unquote friend who used to do that all the time. <laughs> just laugh at shit? <laughs> no. It was like, make a joke. And I would kind of know what the joke was. And I'd laugh. And he'd be like, why are you laughing? And then I would be made to like explain why I was laughing. And most of the time I was wrong. And so it's just like, yeah, this is fucked. This is like a very good friend. No, it goes back to the bullying thing. Well, you gotta stand up for yourself, Point Dexter. Well, yeah, you'll learn that eventually. At Listen, least we didn't have social media back then. You weren't oh my online God. bullied. Dude, I'd be passing out like 35 reasons why. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the anyway, show. We don't have time to peel peel away the layers of these problems. Yeah, this is not Chris therapy hour. I don't know. I feel better. Well, that's good. Good. It feels good to talk about it. Even for like an hour. Pacey and Andy are working on their project at a diner or coffee shop or something. Yeah, man. If you worked on a project like this in a diner or coffee shop, they'd fucking ask you to leave. They would? Yeah. Like you're standing up and walking around. Like nobody else is talking. Like it's real quiet or like you're like standing up and walking around like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, listen, if you're not if you're not writing a fucking screenplay in here, get your yeah, ass because out. they're like. It's the sheriff's kid. Yeah, right. They're having an argument about what car they like. Pacey wants a Viper, and and yeah, he's, he's really like, into that Viper. We can't afford it, and uh, this is why they have this class because people like Pacey would spend all their money on a car. Mitch is scrubbing a piece of metal (laughs) he's scraping something hard (laughs) it turns out to be a boat but it looks like just a big piece of iron doesn't it yeah and uh gail is arriving at home with some dude dude i thought it was bob for a second it's not bob but he does kiss her like give give her like a little kiss on the cheek dude they were that was in the lips no, my yeah, my first thought was like, who's this Bob ass motherfucker? <laughs> it's like, is this Gail doing the open marriage thing they argued about before? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's what I thought. This kind of gives uh, Mitch like, hey, the fuck's going on? Who is that dude? Yeah, he gets he gets all uh, he puts down that piece of metal he was <laughs> rubbing on. It was it was like they were about to roll, and they were just like, I don't know, do something with something, have some stage business. Is that a first thing thought of? Is it hull of a boat? Yeah, they, they pan out a little bit. You see the numbers on the side of it. And Mitch is just like, um, yeah, what's uh, what's the deal? What's the story here? It's Frank from accounting. And they get into it a little bit. Frank ass motherfucker. Why is Frank driving her home? Where's her car? Yeah, where's your car? You got a car. <laughs> well, you, got, you, got, you guys got to kiss you in front of me. <laughs> which is which is funny because Mr. Uh, Mr. Of course, because Mr. Like honking the horn for an open uh, open marriage is just like, hey, who's this asshole? See, and I really thought she was going to say, well, I thought you wanted to do this shit, you know, but strange doings afoot along the creek. So Mitch pitches the uh, open marriage idea again. And it sounds like a terrible goddamn idea. I mean, I, I guess I'm a uh, you know, traditionalist. Maybe so. I'm a prude. I'm not that kind of girl. The one thing about this pitch is at least this time, like he, he like he finally comes up with a reason why, like an actual reason that it could be helpful rather than just saying it. He talks about the whole trust thing. Yeah, he talks about that. We don't have to worry about trusting each other. It's like, I don't have to ask you because it's just like, hey, you fucking around? Uh, yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> it's what we do. You know, she's not into it. Nah, Gail's like, I've been been there, done that. I don't, I'm not interested. Next, we have Dawson and Jen in Jen's room. They're doing their project and talking about where they should send their kids to school. And Jen's like, this is so much fun. It's, we're just like sitting here talking about our future. And we agree so much. I like short hair, Jen. I dig the style. I don't. I don't. Mm. Mm. Dawson and Jen are uh, working on their project and Jen's getting all up on Dawson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, isn't this nice? 
nice. Wouldn't it be nice if we one day were doing this for reals? Like, for realsies, have a baby. Dawson's like, ah, I gotta get a Coke or something. Peace. I gotta get out of here. I think I hear my mom calling me. Right. I think Mitch needs to tell me something about parenting or some shit. I gotta get out of here. Andy and Pacey doing some uh, deep research for their project. They're actually going to look for at apartments. Apparently, they have looked at 12 different apartments. I know. <laughs> they have wasted 12 people's time today. Yeah. And he's kind of giving him some grief about, hey, man, shouldn't you, like, you know, care about this a little bit more? Shouldn't you do something? And Pacey's like, listen, if I get an A or I get an F, my family could care less about me. Why try? You get a sense of uh, why Pacey's the way he is. He's like, you know, I've been designated the black sheep. It does not ma- like it does not matter what I do. But his that logic is, that is, who I is am. wrong. It does sure. matter because... It matters for you. You could get the fuck out of town. You can get out and do something else with your life. You can all, yeah, you can alter your destiny. Yeah. Sure. John, what's it like to be the black sheep in your family? Hey. <laughs> if, I, if you were 100% wrong, I wouldn't have been offended by it. <laughs> Pacey yells uh, Andy at Andy for being, for being rich and that she could never understand, like, why did she even care about this project? She knew it never have to budget money. She's super rich. Right. Uh, I just think when he tries to get intense, it gets like, sometimes it's like, it gets a little fake. So it didn't work for you? It didn't work for me. Besides, uh, not to give too much away, but Pacey does this black sheep story like a lot. This becomes a familiar uh, crutch to lean on. Uh, yeah. for the well, to be fair, it's, Chris is still dealing with his bullying from the seventh grade. And eighth grade. <laughs> 20 years ago. Sure. Listen. Maybe Pacey at 15 can milk it a little bit for the year. That's fine. I'm just saying. It's just an observation that came to me upon, upon watching. We're watching. <laughs> I think that's a, but you know, Joey falls back on her being poor. I'm poor. My mom's dead. <laughs> You know, you're 15, like, sure. that shit hasn't stopped. Basically, hasn't stopped well, being the black sheep, so why wouldn't that be, a, like, a thing of his? Yeah, when you're, f- like, you're 15, you're fucking, you're still in it. No matter what age you are, if you're still that person, and that still bothers you, you haven't done anything to change it, you're always gonna be like, hey, man, that's my thing. Uh, we cut to Joey uh, at an interior design office. A bumping interior yeah, design very office. Very successful. A successful career woman. Joey's kind of looking up to this uh, interior designer. Who's, like, got all the answers, and, like, she even asked Joey to be, like, Hey, look at this thing. Tell me what's up. Yeah. And Joey's like getting her first sense that she could be like somebody to look up to. She could be a career woman and be really successful. She could be a strong, independent woman. Yeah. But we cut to Abby and Jen. The fucking, that team. Every time. I told you. I told you this is no good. No, yeah. I believe you and I am apologize. I apologize for any moment where I didn't believe you because every time they're on screen together, I'm like, God damn it. This is even worse because Abby is making Kenny sit at a different table while he does their project. Project. Yeah, Kenny's Kenny's being a real bitch. This uh, kind of answers another old, age-old question of the Dawson dudes. When Abby asks Kenny, like, what do you think of Joey Potter? He just says, dude, she's hot. It's like somebody somebody else thinks Joey's attractive. Abby was real mean to him. Tells him, like, just go do the project and away from me. <laughs> what are you doing? Fuck off. <laughs> Ugh. You know, Dawson's Creed, did they do another little kind of like minorly uh, meta thing here when uh, Abby calls J. Crew Joey? At- J. Crew. Yeah. Because aren't, spo- aren't they sponsored by them in this season? Uh, I don't know they're sponsored, but they, they do appear in a J. Crew catalog, the four of them. So, uh, Abby... She tells Jen to go for broke, like put it all out there. She's like, you've been doing this project together. If you want him back, then get him back. If you don't make a move on him, like he's not, you know, Dawson's not the kind of guy to, you know, take things into his own hands. So you need to seduce him. And she says his tidy whities will be in a ball by the foot of your bed. Uh, That's a vision. Jen kind of takes that advice. She seems stoked. You got to do something. Boring being a teenager. Gail had just made dinner, put some candlelight, and uh, Mitch walks out and it's like, oh. 
What's going on? Didn't you know it was a uh, fuck other people night? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking date night. <laughs> it's got a nice polo on, so that's in khakis. That's how you know it's date night. <laughs> yep. It's, it's like, who came to fuck? Mitch came to fuck. In the 90s, anytime you put khakis on, that was date night. Should have asked to borrow a uh, Dawson sweater vest. Get real serious about the evening. Mitch's pecs couldn't fit in that sweater vest. Yeah, no shit. They're, they're, they're like, they're hopping out of this bad boy. <laughs> he would wear without a shirt underneath, too. <laughs> <laughs> probably joey and dawson are on the porch because i guess they can't be in their room anymore yeah so it's like listen if you guys are gonna make out and touch each other the whole creek gets to see it she's like really stoked about meeting that interior designer and telling dawson all about it we were waiting for dawson to say something stupid right i was oh yeah i was absolutely waiting for him to be like our boy held his tongue dumb interior <laughs> designing is dumb why design an interior back to me gail walks out and uh she's gonna go out on the town and yeah she's like fuck it it can be it can be fuck other people night for Gail too. Yeah, this is this is really awkward for Dawson. Just like both my parents are out fucking other people. And they're using me as their weird like uh courier boy of shitty fuck messages. Yeah, that's Tell sucks. your father it's Thursday. What? Would you stop telling me weird codes to tell each other? Joey's like, what's going on? But Dawson's just like, these are just weird. I don't want to get into it. Everything either one of my parents says to me is like fucking fraught with uh, code. Like I, I like ah, I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean like his parents are telling them you know, don't fuck. We're going to go out and fuck other people. We'll be back late. And f- it's Thursday. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, little and uh, mischievous uh, Joey here is like, oh, so your parents are away. Maybe we should make the best of this. Let's let's go. Uh, let's go touch touch titties. You want to take empty house to titty town? <laughs> and then Jen shows up in lingerie. Basically. <laughs> uh, it's not lingerie. It's just like a, it's, it's definitely a going out dress. It's like a slip. <laughs> yeah, it's like lingerie. And Joey takes one look at that dress and is like, mm, this hoe, mm. this fucking mm. hoe. You cut up my mm. boyfriend's house, dressed like that. Ugh. I love I love what I love their exchange. She walks by and she says, nice dress. And Jen says, yeah, I borrowed it. And Joey says, I bet. She gives Dawson <laughs> a big kiss before she leaves. Mm-mm-mm. Meow. Probably Abby's dress. Probably. Well, she says that. Abby says she's going to loan her a dress. Yeah. And uh, Dawson's like, sexy dress. Well, <sighs> this is fun. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, fuck, we got the, <laughs> I got this night ahead of me. And Jen's being super aggressive. She's like, we should go somewhere more comfortable to the study. Let's go to your bedroom. It's aggressive, but it's hard to argue with. Like, it's probably the most comfortable room in the, uh, in the house. That's true. So we cut over to the next scene. It follows Joey back over to the ice house because apparently she's supposed to have been at work this whole time. Just hanging out with Dawson. <laughs> uh, these, uh, these two, yeah, these two dudes are, uh, Arguing like a married couple. Which is cute. Yeah. It's a little cute moment between them. Bessie's not very happy with Joey. Talking all her fancy talk that she learned with this uh with, with successful Bessie. Yeah, she's still upset about uh Joey shitting all over her life. Exactly. And then and then having a name to attach to that shit. And it's like, hey, like, this other person is super dope though. She's like a real successful woman. Yeah. She's got kids and stuff like you do, but she has like a successful business unlike you, and she can help with your business. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You can take her idea, uh take the woman, uh tell her ideas can go fuck themselves. Jack's just in the middle of it. This is why Jack doesn't say anything back, because like Joey is like just screaming at Bessie and Bessie screaming at Jack. And there's probably like no Jack's probably not on the books either. You know, like he doesn't have any actual workers rights in the state of Massachusetts. It's just some right. dude they pay at the end of each shift in cash. He's like, oh, I'm just going to get my money and go. Yeah. Like, like if, if they murder him, they could easily say that he was just an intruder. <laughs> <laughs> the economics of, of the ice house is so weird. Like they're able to afford more help, but they're not doing well. Hey, man. I don't pretend. I don't pretend to know uh, uh, restaurant economics. Bessie's she's doing something wrong. Then. Well, she's cooking the books. 
she's a criminal. She's a criminal like her like her father. Well, if she was cooking the books, they would be doing well. She's shitty at it. She didn't say she was a she, like her father ended up being like a crappy criminal, getting caught with all that weed. <laughs> the potters are the potters are not uh, kingpins. But uh, it's closing time and uh, closing time. Jack's cleaning up and Pacey walks in. And he's like, hey, you're Andy's brother, right? It's weird because, like, Jack hasn't interacted with anybody besides Joey. Right. And we've never seen Jack and Andy together. No. They're introducing them slowly. I like, I respect it. Yeah, Pacey comes in then for coffee. It's nowhere else to go for a coffee, I guess. And talks to Jack about their family situation a little bit and finds out. Hey, what's your fucking sister's problem? Jack's like, well, do you think I'm working here for fun? Which answers, which answers my question from his original hiring, which is like, I thought they were fucking rich. Yeah, so apparently they used to be rich and something happened and they lost a lot of the money and the sob and the house are the remaining spoils of uh, what are of their being la- rich. What are their last names? McPhee. The McPhees, yeah. Pacey now feels bad. The real dick. <laughs> oh, Pacey feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Gail at a coffee shop. She wasn't going to get some D. She's just getting out of the house because she didn't want to be the yeah. only one staying home. God, Christ. This, this fucking two-person Mitch Gale montage is like the saddest thing. It's like, hey, you're old. You're not going to fuck anybody, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, like, it just like cuts between two different flavors of you're old you're not gonna fuck anybody stupid Ugh, dire mitch even drinks beer awkwardly it's like the first it's like the first time he'd ever done it and we've seen him do it before he he drinks beer like he orders and drinks a beer like someone's watching him and grading him on (laughs) ordering and drinking a beer dawson and jen just finished their project but jen has not finished her project Uh, and she's just pulling out all the stops now don't wear your shoes on my bed jen rude yeah rude yeah if you're gonna wear fucking lingerie to our study session at least take your kicks off when you're gonna be on my bed yeah she's trying real hard to seduce dawson here bending over dawson takes a uh, full look. I was like, hey, man, you're going to ask me to take a look. I'll take a look. Yeah, she was, uh, you know, showing, showing a whole lot. <laughs> she goes in for that uh, back rub, a little massage, and uh, Dawson's kind of like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad. I got, the situation I got, is uh, real rapey. Like, if this were reversed, like Dawson would be like the creepiest fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. For sure. If it was reversed, he might as well be like, holding a pizza and being like, I heard you ordered sausage on this pizza. And so Jen is like, hey, do you mind if I just like crash here tonight? Do you think it'd be all right if I just crash here tonight? Okay, good. I'm not the only one who instantly thought that, thought those lyrics when, when she said that. Dawson's, uh, you know, trying to be a good boyfriend here. He's like, yeah, I do mind. Oh, uh, yeah, you can't fucking crash here. <laughs> I think you should probably go home. Yeah, gives her the bombs rush. Yeah, and this is, uh, I would say this is pretty difficult for a 50-year-old boy. Absolutely. Who's never had sex, and there's a, a girl who he is definitely attracted to, who yeah. had a relationship with, is throwing herself at him, and having the uh, fortitude to be like, yo, you gotta go. I gotta jack off to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yank myself into oblivion the second you get out of here. But yeah, like, <laughs> it is a fortitude that is almost unbelievable given the circumstances. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just Dawson's nice guyness. Dawson, or like Dawson's locked in on Joey, man. Like, although, yeah, I'd be fucked up. It's like, yeah, I banged Jen, and I made it so you didn't go to France. <laughs> I'm the worst person in your life, Joey, and your dad's in prison. Think about that. <laughs> And uh, Dawson says, that's just not appropriate. You know, you've been touching me and like, I know what you're trying to do. And 
it's just not where our relationship is. Yeah. We can hang out, but not like this. I'm not trying to hear this, see? And Jen uh, says one final thing where she's like, listen, this might be uh, disrespecting myself a little bit here, but uh, I just want to let you know that you have options and I'm always here waiting for you. She's trying to be kind of like sexy. Yeah, she's trying to be, yeah, she's trying to be like sexy, but I'm, I'm planning shit. I'm conniving. She's like, I understand you're in Joey's relationship. I just don't respect it. Yeah, it's fucked up. Damn, damn, that's cold. <laughs> that's some cold line in the sand shit. Uh, and she gives uh, Dawson a big kiss. Remember me Remember me by this. Yeah. I'm fucked up. And Dawson's just like, what the fuck is going on? That's fucking, that's fucking Jen Morgan up in this bitch. John, what did you think of this scene? At the end of it, when she's like, when she does that, like, I hope you're ready for it, Dawson, she walks away to like, just the look on her face. Like, she, ugh, she looks so like, that took a lot out of her, which. Uh, oh, when she turns the corner. Yeah, when she turns the corner, she's like, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah. It's like, she's so locked into that character that she's trying to be and then like the second she's like out of eye shot it's just like oh fuck this is not okay yeah this is jen not being true to jen trying to be somebody else it's not working trying to be trying to be old jen can't uh you're not gonna be happy like this you gotta be true to yourself at the very least be true to your school gail and and mitch have returned from their uh night out they have 200 pillows on their bed (laughs) (laughs) y'all showing off how rich you are because of how many pillows you have they literally have so many pillows on their bed that they have to take off before they go to bed. It's a lot of pillows. They asked each other how their night was, and they both lie and said it was fun. They had a good time out. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Standing <laughs> in a bar alone. Awesome. If each of you could see the footage of the other, you'd either divorce on the spot or just vow to never leave each other. Cut to Joey sitting on her porch, Bessie coming home from cleaning all night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joey is sorry for the argument last night, and Bessie's like, you're fired. You're fired. You, you can't work at the ice house anymore and joey's like what come on you can't fire me it's kind of like my place too and uh bessie's like you're right i am stealing your childhood away from you and being a burden for you you should be a child yeah and not to try to take care of my kid not trying to help out of the ice house you should be able to be free and just because i got in a mess these also shouldn't be your problems right which is super adult but you can also tell that bessie's like a little relieved when joey pushes back and is like no fuck that well i don't know if it's relief or like oh well, okay, my sister's a good person. Thank God. Right. Well, no, that, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of relief. I didn't just mean like, okay, good, I can still have help and stuff where it's just like, I'm sort of tacitly giving you this option and thank God that you can see things this way. Bessie's like, I'll make you proud one day. I'll, I'll get my shit together. Try to kick tomorrow. <laughs> and Joey's like, uh... I'm already proud of you. You know, doing this project has uh, made me realize how difficult your life is. And It'd be less difficult if you were successful, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be less difficult that she did have to take care of her 50-year-old sister also. Yeah. On top of everything. <laughs> but uh, they make uh, the up... State, the state would have taken her away by now anyway. They hug it out. Bessie and Joey are, are usually pretty good for uh, sister moments. Yeah. So we... Uh, Get back to the school. It's the day the uh, project is due. And uh, this arrogant motherfucker talking about this project. Like, this is the most important project you'll ever do. Well, it's, it's worth one third of their grade. <laughs> no, I mean, like, is it unlike your other classes? This one will actually serve you in real life. Math, history, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And these uh, two jocks are really happy with themselves. They really worked They're it stoked. out and earned, like, you know. Got their wedding, got their wedding budget under where yeah. they wanted to. Just totally into it. Yeah, kitty rats, Abby out. The shittiest part about that scene is that the jocks, who so far had not done anything shitty yet, are now being shitty. Yeah. Uh, they've just like gotten through the episode without being assholes. Listen, 
you know, you blame some of it on Abby, you blame some of it on Kenny. Listen, jocks are going to jock. Yeah. Andy says, I only did half the project. And then... Which is a shitty thing for Andy to do. I did half the project. I don't... Well, although, you know, Andy's still pissed at fucking uh pacey yeah, that's for, true. Like, for, yeah but pacey gets in that ass and then doesn't you know doesn't apologize or anything like that so she's on some fuck pacey yeah i feel like pacey should have like called her or something to be like as soon as he found out that you know their their situation wasn't what he thought it was but he should have called her to apologize not just like i'll keep it to myself and i'll just do the whole project nah listen if you call and apologize you don't get to make this hero move in front of everybody if you're gonna do something nice for somebody make sure everybody knows about it pacey walks in late and gives the uh, full project to the uh, teacher and andy is surprised wouldn't you be Everybody in that room, <laughs> I think, is like, what? <laughs> like, what, what, like, hyper-intelligent hobo did you pay to do that and for you? And he even you? put it in, like, uh, one of those, like, folders. Yeah, like a folder, so it looks like some real shit. Yeah. It's probably, like, one that he bought in, like, seventh grade or something for, like, the first report. The first day of school where you're, like, all psyched, like, you're gonna be organized. School, yeah. Fucking elementary school's over, it's time to be an adult, there's, like, fucking periods and stuff, I'm gonna do this shit. By, like, week two, you're just like, nah, man. It just means uh, the day goes by faster. Yeah. Fuck this noise. Everything's shoved to the bottom of your backpack again. Yep. Everything. Yep. I mean, considering that, you know, as as I revealed, uh, there was a, uh, that locker combination was written on my locker. <laughs> literally, <laughs> so, everything. literally everything. Literally everything. Everything with my, everything assigned to me with my name on it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Chris is still working out some stuff from high school. Junior high. school. Jesus. Haven't even, yeah. I haven't even touched high school yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> it got better in high school. Yeah, at the end of high school. Hey, man. It would have been better if it was good at the beginning, and then the rest of high school and was shitty, shitty at the and end. then you didn't have, have any friends post-high school. No, it'd be, it, uh, it it worked out in the right order. Yeah, it's fine. imagine if like those bullies were your real friends, and then you met us, and then we bullied you, and you were still bullying you. I feel like that's what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're trying to help you work through it. Probably wouldn't have a Dawson's Creek podcast now either. Probably Look not. At that. Yeah, things worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it got better. Stick in there, kids. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it took us a whole nother season to figure it out. It gets better. Stick, stick with it, kids. Joey and Dawson walking home or to another Dawson's class. Got, I don't know. <laughs> Dawson's got some sweet hiking boots on today. Yeah, he's got... Does he have cargo shorts on, too? Uh, yeah. Just shorts. Oh, and he has the uh, side bag. Oh, yeah. Doing the, the side uh, messenger bag. bag. Oh, man. I remember when the messenger bag craze <laughs> took over. Yeah, I had a messenger bag. I know. I, uh, I followed every 90s craze. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the shit now? Yeah. Oh, the, the one you didn't follow, I think, was the Abercrombie and Fitch pants that you could zip off the bottoms and they they would become shorts. I had those, but they were A and F. Well, they were still the same, though. Oh, I didn't know you had some. Yeah. Even I had some of those. I never zipped them off. That's why. <laughs> Same silly. Where am I? You end up losing the legs and now you just own shorts. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what happened to me? I never had any of those pants. Guess you weren't cool. Guess not. Joey and Dawson uh, really enjoying their time together. Joey loves her project. Because she learned that there is a future for her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big thing when you're like a poor kid who do- doesn't think they are going to have any way to get out of this town. Yeah. Because... I mean, up to this point, all of Joey's, like, talk about her future is just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. 
Who knows? Yeah. Getting out of this town. That's about it. It's all very nebulous. But to have an actual concrete version of like, oh, this is something that this could be. Yeah. And they make out and Abby and Jen walk by. Abby tells him to go, go get a room. Joey's like, what's that all about? And Dust is like, uh, I don't know. You know, don't Abby, know. he's always <laughs> saying stuff. Abby I mean, Morgan. Like, Jay didn't come over last night and like made out with me. Made out at me. Yeah. Uh, and he runs down Pacey and is like, yep. hey, I can't believe you uh, did that project. Yeah. No one can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pacey can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it's like waking up at the end of a dissociative fugue and just being like, wait, what? <laughs> I did a project. I talked to Jack last night or the other night about your family situation and I'm really sorry. Basically, you know? just apologize for being an asshole. Like you don't necessarily have to like go, oh hey, by the way, I know your whole backstory now and like your life sucks. <laughs> yeah, bro. that was, that was yeah, that was kind of weird. You should've yeah, you yeah. should have just apologized. Yeah, and, and he's like, No, so what kind of car did we get? And Pacey's like, listen, I got the Viper. <laughs> I got the Viper and we got a one bedroom <laughs> one bedroom apartment for like five kids and two adults. That sounds about right, Pacey. Hey, one of you can sleep in the car. And then Dun, dun, dun. They pass by none other than Tamara. Tamara. God damn it! I was waiting for this reaction all day. I was so fucking mad. Oh my god! Does Tamara think sunglasses makes people not recognize her? It's like it's the Superman thing where it's just like you know she was just gonna wear horn rim glasses, but then she goes the extra mile and it's just like sunglasses. No one will realize I'm. That lady. She should never it, show her face at the, the school again. Yeah, what she, the fuck? What are you doing? She's also driving the same car she drove before. Yeah. So apparently they do, like have a, they do have a continuity producer. She's got... Maybe they switched out the license plate so it says not tomorrow, so nobody, like, nobody will be suspicious. God, I was so pissed off. This fucking episode was just like right into wrapping up all, uh, all nice and neat, and then I was like, mother fuck. Tomorrow. Welcome Does to this the become a thing? You'll see. Ugh. She comes back every season. It's just to see Pacey grow up. <laughs> just to Abby Morgan a little bit, you know, just to be an agent of chaos. No, like, it would be one thing if, like, every six episodes ends just with, like, her looking from a car, and that is the only, like, that's the only effect she has on anything. In some episodes, but, she's in a bush. Some episodes, she's in a tree. But she's yeah. just, you know. She just looks like she's really into birding. Creepily just watching Pacey grow up. Oh, I'm so upset. Yeah. She's sees up Pacey and Andy kind of being all young and shit together. Yeah. And it's hard to tell what her reaction is. Yeah. So that sideways smile. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Tammy. Is it, Oh, fuck that bitch. Or, Oh, I'm glad Pacey found somebody his oh, own good age for him. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is she a monster <laughs> or a monster? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's the end of the episode. God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, expectations fulfilled. Thank you, sir. You're what, welcome. Uh, what do you guys think overall of this episode? I liked it up until the end. These episodes um, move a lot quicker, I've noticed, as I'm watching them. Like, it's just like the, I feel like in the first season, the scenes were like just a little bit too long. Mm. And so now these episodes are firing real well. You know, like something's keeping my attention as we move, you know, scene to scene. I'm done with uh, with Mitch and Gail. I need their thing to become whatever it's going to be. Because, yeah, I like. So you went from not having enough Mitch and Gail to having too much Mitch and Gail. Too much Mitch and Gail. Because it's it's I don't know. It's too much of the same Mitch and Gail. It's like yeah. It, now I'm like uh, now I'm on some just like figure your shit out. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, you're like, also over fun. Abby and Jen. I'm like, I'm, I'm, that's not so much like that I'm over it. It's just that like, I, you know, I know from the jump that nothing good, nothing good can or will come from that combination. You are in for such a good season, Chris. Uh, oh I actually kind of like this little, uh, like tomorrow here. It's like, it's totally unexpected. It's like, it's totally unexpected. I think like, it's a real surprise that she's back in town. Yeah. Bold but, like, move. Bold move. Yeah. It's a, yeah, but it's just like, it's a surprise. Guess who's back? And it's just like, oh, your least favorite cousin. He made it to your wedding. <laughs> Overall, it's an all right episode. Nothing too great, though. Yeah. It's this, this is the first of the three episodes that has felt like, um, not filler, but like a, there's nothing super major that happens. It's a bit of a placeholder, but I like the, like, I like the, all, like all the sister moments are cool. It's nice to see that Joey has the future. Yeah. See, uh, learning along with Joey that Joey has a potential future is nice, especially because I've spent, you know, the last couple episodes being like, should have just gone to Paris, man. Should have well, just gone to Paris. this season, we'll see Joey finding herself a little bit more. I think all the characters do. I think that's the whole part of the show. They find Joey. <laughs> they find themselves. Oh, that's good. Jen's kind of lost right now. Yeah, Jen. Jen seems very unmoored. Yeah, so Jen's kind of lost right now. Uh, oh man, but, is that, that going to get good? But uh, I really enjoy Dawson and Joey together. They are having a real good relationship so far. Yeah, Joey. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about er- or wanted to mention earlier um, is that Joey ha- has clearly had a very calming influence on Dawson when they're on the front porch and Dawson is talking about, you know, just not really being able to keep track of or understand like his parents' relationship and what they're going through and stuff. That is first season Dawson. That would be something that would like cause him to kind of spiral. And he just sort of is taking things more in stride than he would have. And I think that's part of that is just like being in a stable relationship, H- having at least one relationship of his that is stable yeah his home life is a little chaotic right now yeah and and normally that would be like like in the early parts of last season where he's like doing like zapruder film shit on his mom's newscasts and stuff he's definitely got a more not quite go with the flow but just like a more relaxed approach it not everything is an emergency right away to him so far yeah i mean you know it's hard to be uh all wound up when you're getting some right the release valve gets uh pressed every once in a while Ooh, that was reaching fuck off john <laughs> <laughs> that was episode 203 203 alternative lifestyles mm-hmm. that, i think that was a uh, mike white number wasn't it it was all i know is that alternative lifestyles determine alternative death styles <laughs> frantic tick 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 tock if you would like to tweet at us we're at the dawson dudes and if you would like to write to us in a more long form feedback at dawson dudes.com and if you have some time and you like what we do please go on apple podcasts or itunes and rate and review us rate and review that'd be really helpful to help our show grow for the love of god please validate us and for the folks who have validated us so far, as per the usual, we thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm John. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Loving you, buddy. Good night, everybody. Out. Oh.